Hi Wizards and welcome back to the Wizard of Ecom podcast. This is Noemi, your host, and I am pumped to have an amazing host today. He is Shang Huang. He is a content creator, mind mapper, and YouTuber with shy to 20,000 YouTube subscribers. All right. <laughs> He's also based in San Francisco where he's coaching working professionals to discover their purpose and gain momentum in their lives through a combination of mind mapping, first principle thinking and project management thinking. He's also founder of Mind Map Nation. Shank, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. It's amazing to have you on and especially as I was saying, I've been a fan of your content for a while. Um, mm -hmm. You especially helped me with how to rationalize things right and yeah, yeah, <laughs> find yeah, out definitely. a clear way mm -hmm. how to put everything what is in my mind to see it clearly yes. right um as i was saying i think strategic thinking like right before hitting recording we were talking a bit about strategic thinking and who our audience is and i think strategic thinking is something that our audience really needs and lacks and they don't even realize that they need it so badly right so today's topic is going to be about that but before we start on you have such an impressive bio would you mind sharing just a bit about you and who you are within your own words maybe in two five minutes max oh absolutely yeah let's let's go through it so hi everyone my name is Sheng, and uh you know Naomi has already actually given you a little bit of brief but i'm based in the bay area I actually grew up here, went to school in Berkeley, and then right afterwards became a management consultant for a year until I realized that being just a consultant was a little bit boring for me. No offense to all the consultants out there, um, but I, I yearned to actually you know, be in the startup world, to actually be part of a team that's working and building you know, something. So I joined a, a solar startup uh, right out after consulting. That one went bottoms up. <laughs> actually. So that was my first startup experience. And then I decided to uh, go for a larger ship, right, for my career. And that's when I joined Google as part of their uh, strategy team for internal incubator for local mm -hmm. products. Mm -hmm. So our team actually helped launch Google Wallet or the precursor to Google Wallet back when it was still just a, like a credit card aggregator. And then my second team within Google was Niantic Labs, which is now famous for Pokemon Go. But I was employee number 30. This was when it was just such a small startup. Now they're like 800,000 people and just, you know, crazy. And uh, after about, um, you know, two years on the operations team, I decided that it was time for me to leave the Silicon Valley because I knew that if I didn't leave now, I had I would be like just any other um, techie in the Valley, you basically just stay here. It's a black hole, it's a bubble. Yep. So I decided to uh, do my MBA in the London Business School. And that turned into a three-year journey after the MBA. I stayed for a short stint in venture capital, uh, after which I went into a head of product for another consumer startup before coming back to the Area as part of a computer vision startup running their business development. But really, if you're the first business hire of a 10-person tech startup, you basically do everything that is non-engineering. Yep. <laughs> and uh, after four years of that, basically the pandemic hit uh, March 2020. And uh, that was when everything just locked down, right? It was like nobody knew what, what, what this virus was, what COVID was at the time. And it was at the height of chaos that I decided to turn my... A photography camera around and actually teach a tutorial about mind mapping because I felt like it was an important tool to share for people to actually organize both the external and the internal chaos that must have been causing a lot of suffering in the world at that time. Um, and uh, long story short, a few of my videos went viral um, and the subscribers kept on coming. 
And after a year and a half of this, I decided, you know, that my I felt like my day job at the startup was actually distracting me away from what I truly wanted to do, which was actually to bring this tool and share with other people, right? And be a, and a you know, assist essentially, be a help outside of just going through a company to do so. So anyways, that brings us to today. Um, you know, I'm a year into my creative journey and uh, now I'm on this podcast. Boy, I'm so happy for that one video that you started and it went, it went viral because probably mm -hmm. I was the one who's watching the video. So <laughs> I think that viral content really needs to be like also really good. So especially when it's about mind mapping, right? <laughs> so yeah, good for sure, you. right? Good yeah, there's enough you. TikToks out there. So I do more long-form 100%, 100% and good stuff, right? So um, let's start right in. So how to dive yeah. into mind mapping. First off, what is mind mapping? How could yeah. someone who has no idea about mind mapping uh, learn about it? And before we're moving on, just letting you know our audience that this is going to be also video and audio format. Yeah. So make sure to check on YouTube. Shank, go. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So uh, before I share my screen or anything like that, you know, what is mind mapping, right? And when yeah. to use it. So mind mapping in brief is just a visual way to capture complex ideas and then being able to break them down into their more simpler parts, right? Yeah. So let's say, you know, you're analyzing your own business on Amazon, right? You know, when you, when you think about the business as a whole, it's almost overwhelming in terms of just how many components, like, okay, what, you know, you have the platform rules, you have your suppliers, you have your warehousing, you have shipping times, you have like, and that's just on the platform side, right? That's just yeah. on the supply side. And then there's the demand side of like your users, who your users are, what they're looking for, what their mindsets are. So my mapping in this sense actually allows you to actually, you know, think non-linearly, right? Like the way that we think is actually non-linear. If you <laughs> just sit and, you know, in silence, not on your phone for like a minute, you probably have like 20 different thoughts that flow through at any given time. So my mapping is a way to actually capture all these thoughts down on a medium. It could be a piece of paper, your app or, you know, iPad, whatever it is, so that it's not just swimming around in your head, creating more chaos. So once you're able to lay all these different factors down on that piece of paper, then you can start drawing out the patterns, annotating, like, you know, what are the things that are connected to this, let's say your business model, right? Um, you know, what are what are some parts that we can even break it down even more? So mm -hmm. let's say you're creating a user persona for your customers. Like, you know, how would you segment that, right? What are the demographics? All these can branch out as subcomponents of that main user persona or uh, customer segment. So in a lot of ways, you know, in my coaching career, my coaching work, this is exactly what I help uh, people do, actually. I just ask questions and they give me answers and then I just mind map that down, right? We don't, we don't worry about the structure right away. Um, and this, is, this actually leads into when to use mind mapping, right? So I have an analogy that everything is a project, everything in our lives. So it doesn't matter if it's, you know, our dating or career or, you know, running a business. If you look at it, if you look at everything in our lives as a project, then every project actually goes through states of chaos and order, right? Mm -hmm. And chaos often gets a really bad rap because it causes us a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress. Just look at the markets right now. It's chaotic, right? Yeah. However, in my perspective, that chaos is also where the opportunities and the creativity lies. 
100%. which means that if it is harnessed correctly, you can actually take a lot of the innovation, the innovative creative ideas, and then translate it into productive outputs. So there are creative inputs like ideas, prompts, or whatever it is, shower thoughts, um, you know, and observations that you see in the world that lies in chaos. My maps then is almost kind of like a philosopher's stone that you can use to um, transmute whatever's those creative ideas into those creative uh, into those productive outputs, which could be presentations, business models, execution plans, whatever it is. Which means that my maps are best used in the beginning of projects mm -hmm. or when new information comes in during your, let's say, entrepreneurial journey that is throwing kind of like a chaotic wrench uh, into, into your process, right? So for example, if you're in the beginning of launching a new product or a new like, you know, product line, then my mapping can actually help you just get all your thoughts and observations down and identify where you where the unknowns are too, right? And mm -hmm. then you can craft plans around deciphering or testing out those unknowns, for example. However, that doesn't replace things like Notion, Kanban boards, agile processes, um, or whatever other processes that you have in place. It simply is another tool in your toolbox to bring creative ideas into market or into a, a productive output. Love it, love it. What would you say about me? Because I, I just 100% agree with the ideas and I'm also a very creative person, right? So mm -hmm. 50 years before this, Right. That was Noemi and that was a music composer. Right. <laughs> and then wow. I became an e-commerce. Yeah. An e-commerce enthusiast. And now I'm like into the mm -hmm. e-commerce business. Right. So, so different. very, very different. Although it's exactly the same thing because oh, it's because it's exactly what you were saying. I was super creative and I didn't realize there was so much logic there. Right. Because like if you think of music, right, everything yes. is logic but is yes. on a sentimental basis, right? So kind of right. like try to make it very sentimental, something that is not, right? So I, I, I love mm -hmm. that input. I totally agree with that. So someone, you are saying that someone who should consider my mapping should do it right at the beginning stage. Let's say some people are not really at the beginning. How should they implement mind mapping then at whatever phase there are in their lives with the specific, I don't know, let's say put business. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So I actually start every day with a mind map. That's actually mm -hmm. my to-do list, right? So instead of having a linear to-do list, mm -hmm. um, and you know, there's nothing wrong with a linear checklist of things to do. However, you know, you're almost forcing linearity. There's no prioritization necessarily with the to-do list when you're creating it. Um, however, with a mind map, um, I actually start off with the major components of my day. So for example, these days it's building my map nation, it's creating content, it's uh, meetings, right? As well as, you know, um, whatever else that I have essentially, but th even though three components, I actually just map out, let's say to do today's date and then those three areas. And then I start expanding out those three areas, right? Yeah. So this way, you know, everything I do, all the, all the little to-do list items are now tied to my major priorities and categories. And if they're not, I need to ask myself, is it a necessary action that I need to do for today? Mm -hmm. So in this sense, it's like, you know, it's implementing order into our daily lives. And it doesn't matter if you've actually started mapping 10 years ago or just starting today. This is actually a very simple exercise just to get started and just having some order uh, to, to your day. And then I actually go through my map and then number the sequence um, in which I needed to do this. Mm -hmm. 
So this allows me to actually prioritize uh, the the map or make it 3D in, uh, is what I like to say. Love it, love it. So basically it would be, let's say you have three things to do, three things focus points, and based on those focus points, you're going to just expand on the things that imply those things, basically. Let's say we are having a yes. podcast, we're going to record the podcast, yes. then submit, then edit, then whatever, right? That's love exactly it. it, yeah. Love it, love it. And this way it's like way more simpler as well because it's not taking up so much like thinking process. It's just, hey, I have to do one thing and that's going to unfold. I love it. Mm -hmm. Were you about to exactly. say something? Actually, sorry. sorry, what? Did I interrupt you? Were you no, actually, I was going to say even, you know, speaking of uh, podcasts, right? Even in prepping this podcast, I had created a, a, a mind map. Mm -hmm. And let me see if I'm, is this a good time to share it? 100%. Awesome. Let me see. Okay. So hopefully everybody on the video is able to see, but if not, go check out the video. So here we have, you know, Wizards of Marcom, right? And this is actually how I prep every single meeting. So meeting, meeting mind maps are actually something that I use almost on a daily basis, right? Everybody has meetings. If you're on Zoom call these days, which is everybody online, you're going to be able to use this. And then in a meeting, I think about what are the components of, you know, who I'm talking to, for example, right? So we have the hosts of uh, Wizards of uh, Ecom, Naomi, as well as Carlos, right? And then I branch out. It's like, you know, what does Naomi do, right, during her day job? Um, and also, what is um, essentially Wizards of Ecom podcast? 200 episodes, a thousand reach every, uh, every, every time. And then who are the audience? Well, it's eight figures to nine figures, right? In this one branch, I already understand my audience uh, as the meeting, right? It can directly translate this to any essentially business exercise you do because we have to understand our users, we have to understand our audience. And then there are the questions that she had sent me beforehand. And then I just, you know, branched out a few, uh, a few answers here and there. It's like, you know, how do we dive into my mapping, the habits to improve? And then you basically just branch out, like, what is my mapping? When to use it? What are the daily to-dos? Um, and then I also had a case study that, uh, that I had prepared because one of my coaching clients is, is actually runs a 15 person DTC consulting agency specifically for Amazon sellers. Oh, awesome. So, yeah. So going in, I actually, you know, on our first meeting, I have no exposure to the DCC market at all. I mean, I come from the consumer tech side, but on the application side, right? So this is literally my, the mind map that I created for our first first meeting, just to understand this space, right? Mm -hmm. For example, the, comp, the, the background of the founder. Again, like, you know, every founder is, is different. Their career is different. Their personal history is different. And why the personal is important because of the mindset, right? This tells me how I can work with this client, for example. And that's actually an example of second order thinking. And I'll get to that in, in a bit. And that's a very, very uh, important part of my mapping. Um, company name. So for example, the team product business model, the factors. So what is the DTC industry? What are the major trends within the last two to three uh, years? For example, I learned that there has been a lot of consolidation in the market, right? During the pandemic, a lot of PE firms started buying all these brands, essentially, without really paying attention to growth. And now we're facing a growth problem. And this is where actually my client, my, uh, my client is basically running a consultancy to help brands scale and grow, right? Mm -hmm. And that's actually a positive market trend for them, as well as what are their plans, short-term and long-term. So with this one map, 
I actually led our entire meeting and gained a very solid understanding, not just of the DTC market, but also of my client and what they're looking for. Right. And his feedback was that, man, we covered basically like so much within one meeting that would have taken two weeks for a new person on their team to actually like pick up. So my mapping in this way is actually a very quick way to dive deep into a new topic or an existing topic um, and then learn very, very quickly. But it's not about memorization. It's all about breaking down the complexity into its components and then identifying what are the most important components to ask further questions about. And this is an example of second order thinking, which Charlie Munger and the Ray Dalios of the world, Charlie Munger is uh, Warren Buffett's uh, business partner. And he's the biggest proponent of mental models as well as second order thinking. And what second order thinking all is, it's a fancy name for just asking, you know, why <laughs> or mm -hmm. what, what happens after this, right? Or what are the drivers behind this particular component? Most people approach problems at the very superficial question and answer way, right? So um, the way that Charlie Munger gives an example is that most people just, you know, uh, let's say it's an investment. Well, if the revenue is going up or if the growth is going up, it looks positive, let's invest. The second level thinkers would go ask, okay, well, what are the trends that are actually, what are the macro trends driving this, uh, this particular revenue growth, right? What are the, what are the, what are the components of this revenue growth? What are the product lines that actually contribute to it? Uh, who's buying it, right? How can we break those people down as well? So, um, but asking those questions at the top, I mean, it, it comes second order, uh, thinking actually comes after training. So you can even think of mind mapping as a visual way to second order think without having and offloading a lot of the horsepower onto a piece of paper. So you can methodically go through uh, the entire map. Mm -hmm. The other important thing about mind mapping is that it allows you to dig into crazy amount of details for each of the components without ever losing touch of the bigger picture because you literally have the bigger picture in front of you. There's mm -hmm. been many meetings where I'm sitting in with my clients and we're digging into like super, super, super like, uh, you know, um, details like the, their existing model, their retainer models their dividend business models. And then there's like an aha moment. And I'm going like, wow, this is connected to how we can actually solve your problem. This is connected to what the macro trends are showing us as well. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we move and then we zoom out and then I'm able to literally connect the dots between the different mind mapping elements. But this is a very organic way of problem solving. Um, and, you know, it's almost a little bit unexpected when it happens. It's just like one of those like, oh, wow, this thing just connected, right? But we don't exactly know how it did it. So this is actually what Steve Jobs uh, says about creativity, which is if you ask a creative person how they came up with things, they look a little guilty because they don't, they can't really explain it. You know, it just kind of happens. And he says creativity comes to people who either are thinking, uh, who are either exposed to a lot of different experiences or they have thought deeper about, you know, everything they've experienced. So my mapping helps you think deeper about your, what your current knowledge are and also identify what you don't know so you can go find out. I love it. It's super, super interesting. And honestly, I, I've seen the first model <laughs> that seemed very, very simple. And my question is going to lead, which habits does someone has to develop in order to think this way? Because this is a way of thinking, right? So as I was yes. giving the example with music, I never have 
created like I never connected the dots, right? But there it's everything it's order here, everything it's order in business. So how does one create habits in order to understand this basically? Yeah. So habits come from doing, right? And yeah. this actually is uh so this is actually related to kind of like the newbie mistakes that people make when starting mind mapping, which is actually thinking that they need to have a complex software and app to do so. Mm -hmm. I recommend people just picking up a piece of paper and a pen and start doing it. Mm -hmm. That's literally what I recommend to 90% of people starting out. And it's actually how I use my maps for the most part. Um, and there's literally a lot of, if you go on YouTube, there's probably a lot of tutorials about like my, all these softwares and stuff like that. And I honestly am overwhelmed with the amount of stuff out there. So I would say, you know, like I said, start with your to-do list, right? Rather than making a to-do list, think about from a systems uh, standpoint, almost kind of like, you know, if your entire life or your, your day were a, a, a system, how would you break down the main components first, right? What are your main priorities? Start with, start with those and then start breaking those down further. And the reason why you, I mean, and I think starting with your day is a very easy approachable way to do it. But what's actually training you to do over time is to actually think about things as a system, right? Mm -hmm. And there's a term for it, which is systems thinking. And the reason why it's important to think in, in terms of systems is because, um, you know, our the way that we approach our day, honest, obviously, of course, is like tasks, right? We're just, we're, it's almost like tunnel vision. We're only tunneled down into this particular category of tasks that we need to do. But then when we're so narrowed down into the rabbit hole of our tasks, we sometimes actually forget about the bigger picture of, let's say, our the bigger priorities. Is this actually, you know, how does the, how is what we're doing contributing to our medium term and long term goals, right? Be a business or personal, because we sometimes get into a mode of just doing and operating, which I am definitely guilty of, right? Mm -hmm. However, I always try to zoom out and then try to think about, okay, how does this influence the major component in my life? And how does this component influence other parts of it, right? And I see this within actually larger companies coming from Google, for example, right? You literally have departments that are super siloed with their own KPIs, right? Mm -hmm. And all they can think about is driving their own metrics, but then they don't realize how these metrics actually drive the entire machine or the company. So if we, we want our companies or businesses to succeed, we have to be systems thinkers. We have to think about how what we're doing today is influencing the entire machine as a whole. And not only that, and how the market will will shift or react to our actions. Mm -hmm. Love it. So you're saying that even newbies can do this, right? Even they have the talent. Even to... newbies can do yeah. this. And Love it. in fact, Love you it. know, on my, uh, on my YouTube channel, I have a ton of tutorials about project management stuff, like just starting with a side hustle even, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a hustle, if you have a, let's say you, you want to, you're an aspiring musician, right? It's yeah. like, okay, well, let's make a mind map of what is what what is it that you do as a musician that is you know that is very unique and you know what are some of your inspirations and mm -hmm. then who is your audience right mm -hmm. already a mind map is starting to form and mm -hmm. then you can start expanding on you know who you are for example right which which instruments are you a, more of a composer or producer or are you more of an instrumentalist right mm -hmm. or are you a singer for example right and this mm -hmm. is identifying the the your strengths where you come from and then inspirations, you know, is it is it 
Adele? Is it, you know, Kygo? Who, who is it that inspires you? And what pieces, specifically what pieces inspire you? Because then you can actually break apart of a particular song. What is it about that particular song inspires you, right? Mm -hmm. Because once you get into the minutia, once you zoom out, you can think, okay, what are the patterns? Because let's say you identify five inspiring songs. Now you can look at the meta layer, which is what is the recurring pattern amongst all these songs? And how does this tie to what you bring to the table as a musician, right? Yeah. And how does this tie into what your audience is looking for? Amazing. I love it. Um, a question there that's just like you, you gave me right now. So we started using systems after obviously watching your videos, right? Um, I was also reading up the image revisited. Yeah. And they are also talking a lot uh, by Michael E. Gerber. They're also talking a lot about mm -hmm. systems and processes and SOPs. And something that I'm noticing now is, uh, especially as, as you were saying that you're just setting up um, um, your project, right? And something I'm noticing now within our team, uh, it's kind of hard to um, not do only tasks, right? And um, if you have any tips there on how to guide your or how to manage your team to see the overall, the larger picture instead of task to do, to do, to do, because everything seems to be a to do. Yeah, that's right. So I, first of all, I, I would actually um, recommend everyone to actually start high level first, right? Mm -hmm. um, it, it's mainly because in our highly operational business world, we're always, you know, there's always putting out fires on a daily basis. There's, mm -hmm. there's always more things to do. However, I would set aside time to actually do a retrospective of sports, right? Of what has happened so far. What have you learned from all your experiences? What has gone well? What hasn't gone well? What can you do to improve? And then some another set of questions is like, you know, what do you like? What do you don't like, right? And mm -hmm. what do I want to continue and discontinue? All these questions can actually be mapped out as well, right? Because if I were to ask you these questions right now and have you make a list, it might actually be difficult to actually just think linearly from the top of your head. It's like asking somebody, hey, what did you learn from this book, yeah, right? It's like, uh, where do I start? There's so many chapters, right? Yeah. The benefit of mind mapping is that you can just answer whatever comes to your mind. And it doesn't matter which question is in what order, right? It's like, it's very fluid. It's actually emulating the way that we think naturally. So we don't think about the order at all in the beginning. All that matters is that you get your thoughts down on paper and then you can think about, okay, what is, what's the, what's the logical sequence, uh, you know, to assign it? What is the priority of this? What is the impact if I make these improvements in my business? Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, sorry, I went down rabbit hole, but it's that is great. actually how I approach it. Love it. That's a great input there. Are there any questions that I should have asked and I haven't at this point? Um, I think I think these are all really good questions so far. Actually, oh. you've been such a good guide, and I've already gone down like the rabbit hole many uh, in many instances. <laughs> That's great. That's no problem. We love rabbit holes, right? Just don't stay there. That's the most important thing. All right, then maybe the next one or That's last exactly, one. Yeah. Yeah. The last one, like quick tips on how to start right away. If someone just like was inspired by this episode and they are, oh my God, this is exactly what I needed right now for my business. Like you were yeah. talking about not overcomplicating, what else? Yeah, not overcomplicating it. I would say, um, you know, there's a bunch of resources out there and, you know, not not to push my, my own channel, but really 
a lot of my tutorials are designed for newcomers. And mm -hmm. if you go on to mymapnation.com, mm -hmm. there is a, a start here page, which actually has my top 10 videos to start, right? Because uh, within the two years of being on YouTube, I created over 80 videos. And the main feedback that I've gotten or criticism from my my viewers is, man, like, where do I, where do I start if I want to start my mapping? Right. Yeah, so yeah. literally I created this top 10 list that has like project management. What is my mapping? When to use it? So if I'm talking way too fast or going way, you know, way too deep into these topics, that's actually a really good place to kind of like press pause if you want to. Right. Um, I would say another one would be um, to check out the, the community that I'm setting up. So my map nation also has a community and I created it because I realized that, you know, ad adopting new skills as well as frameworks is actually difficult. Mm -hmm. And it's a lot easier and more fun to actually grow alongside other people. And I'll be running actually these, uh, you know, one or two week challenges that level you up in mind mapping skills by actually creating um, a new themed mind map every single day for, let's say, seven days, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I also wrote actually two books uh, that's on the website as well called My Mapping Fundamentals that actually teaches you pretty much like what I'm like everything I just talked about, right? The meta layer of my maps, you know, when to use it, what, why it's important. And then there's also that seven day program in a book form if you're interested. So I would I would highly recommend checking those out. But YouTube should be the first one because it's tons of, uh, you know, free content out there. 100% that this is how I also found your channel, right? <laughs> Looking, going down the rabbit hole and seeing how to mind map correctly. That was exactly my keyword and you were ranking for it. So yeah. congrats. <laughs> <laughs> for love sure. It. Love it, love it. So before we're wrapping up, um, I love to ask my guests the following questions. There are three questions, super simple, super uh, fast, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Which are your top three favorite books and why? Oh man, my top, uh, okay. <laughs> well, we've got uh, Marcus Aurelius. So right. this is meditations. Um, it's gotten me through a lot of hard times, literally through a lot of imposter syndrome. This mm -hmm. is literally the emperor, the former emperor of Rome, right? Yes. Uh, basically, you know, the lesson, the takeaway I get from meditations is literally focus on the task ahead. Think about the mission, focus on the mission. The reason why imposter syndrome, you know, happens is because we're we're focusing too much on ourselves and our egos, right? Yep. Um, the second one is uh, Rainer Maria Rilke, um, essentially the letters to a young poet. This actually deals with a lot of essentially, you know, changes in our lives and everything. So in a rapidly changing world, it's actually important to know how to deal with it. The final one is, let's see. Mindsets for Winning by uh, Mark Minervini. So this is a, a legendary stock trader, actually. And uh, essentially, you know, winning performance in general in anything isn't just practice. There's also the mindsets, right? Mm -hmm. So the top winners or uh, athletes or champions in any field safeguard their self-image as well as grow their uh, mentality and visualize, visualize, visualize every step of the way. It's not just practice makes perfect. There's so many other components like mindset that goes into performance. Love it. Yeah. Brilliant books. Yeah. Uh, aside the meditation book, I haven't read the, those two. So it's mm -hmm. awesome that I have next books to read. That is brilliant. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So the next question is like, what is $50 or less investment you recently made that helped your business grow? Oh man, for me, it's actually uh, this lapel mic essentially from from Amazon, yes. right? If you go oh, online, yes. if you look at power Y, power D wise, you know, uh, mic, because audio is super important. 
yeah. we're on this podcast for a reason, right? If this were potato quality, man, like you would turn it off after five seconds. Uh, in the world of content and media and everything, uh, audio is worth even more than visual. 100% love it. And how can people get a hold of you and your services? You were mentioning MindNetMation. Is that the yeah, best way? So that is, that is going to be the best way to uh, see what I'm up to, all the mind mapping resources and everything. Uh, MindMapNation.com. I also have another website called silverandsteel.org, which is more kind of like deals with internal balance and external, um, you know, productivity, right? So that's more of a personal site, but both of those are wonderful ways to get in touch with me. Love it. Next time we have to have you on the show based on that, right? <laughs> because yeah, definitely. <laughs> I love that it's not only the mindset and everything strategical, but also how to really improve your life and be as proficient as possible. So I love totally. that. Awesome. So thank you so, so much. You've been amazing on the show. It was more than I expected. And I'm 100% sure that our audience is going to just like listen to this and bring awesome. up as much as possible on you. Thank you once again. And to our audience, be good because I will be back next Wednesday. Take care. Bye-bye.